0: hey what's up this is eric peterson from testament and dragon lord you're listening to phantasm podcast phantasm
1: Corey Gore-Christ Phantasm Podcast. We have the honor of speaking with the one, the only, Eric Peterson of Testament and Dragon Lord. How you doing, man? Good. What's up, man? Not much. Uh, very exciting. First Dragon Lord album in 12 years. Comes out September 21st on Spine Farm Records. Uh, from what I've heard, it's a, it's a bitchin' record, man.
0: Oh, sweet. Were you able to hear the whole thing?
1: Yes. It's It oh, sweet. blew me away. I mean... I was really amped up that, you know, you were doing more of the Dragon Lord stuff and, uh, definitely wasn't disappointed,
0: so. Sweet.
1: Yeah, so yeah, it ca- really.
0: came out pretty good, I think, yeah. It's a lot of, a lot of different styles and, uh, you know, different, sub- darker subjects and stuff, but it's, uh, kind of all over the place a little bit, but...
1: Definitely. cool. Yeah, it's very heavy, too. Uh, There's a lot of good stuff in there. Um... Yeah. Now, before we get into that, I talked to, uh, Alex last weekend and, and Chuck before that, and mm-hmm. got their opinions wrapping up the the you know the Slayer tour. Uh, what are your you know final thoughts on the wrap of that?
0: Um, it was it was a lot of fun. I mean, I, I I liked going on a little bit later. It gave people more time to get in. Sure. Um, it was good though. I mean, overall, I mean, we got lucky with the with the weather. I think a lot of places that would have been super hot actually had you know some cooler weather and uh a lot of other places were like arenas inside so you know we got to have lights and look like we had a show we weren't playing in the daylight but right even the daylight with the songs that we picked it was pretty chaotic you know in the pit stuff like that just got a lot of people going
1: of course
0: and we even seen pits like way up above nice which was pretty cool like there'd be like one on the left, one on the right, <laughs> one in the pit, so yeah. it was a lot of fun. Awesome. It was great. It was a great tour, and it's just it's sad. Yeah. It's kind of sweet you know.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're the great. The
0: show is just really rocking and just, you know, lots yeah. of fire. And they're playing all the – every song you'd want to hear, to hear from Slayer, they were playing it.
1: Oh, yeah. And so, the, you know, stage production was definitely amped yeah. up for this,
0: and all it was, you know. All the fire –
1: and then the bands, you know, they brought with them were just, you know, perfect. You guys and and Lamb of God, and you know, even now it's yeah, it's like a the kind of metal history. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I'd say it was worth it, and a lot of people will remember this specific tour run, you know, because, uh, you know, I saw them before with, uh, you know, the original lineup when they came back and did. Is uh, that yeah. Lamb of God and Behemoth? No, this was um it was Megadeth and them and it was whenever they did seasons all the way through and Megadeth did Rust in Peace. And I think Anthrax oh, okay. played too and then
0: I think we did that. It was American Carnage. It was yep. with us,
1: That's it, yeah.
0: Megadeth and Slayer, yeah, and we did I think we did the Legacy maybe or
1: Yeah, yeah, you did. Something like that. Correct. And it was a blast, you know, seeing the original guys and then, you know, last year I saw the uh you know Gary, who I love, and you know love Exodus, and then
0: you're in, you're in love you're in love with them.
1: Oh yeah, passionately. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Everybody loves Gary. Oh yeah, he's he's great.
1: Um, okay. so the new lineup it was it was cool to see all that with you know, and then Paul coming back was great, and you know I think ending it with what they had is just you know that it's it's something to remember for sure, and it was a hell of a tour, and you know the bands that played with them. It, Grace the stage were ones that definitely needed yeah. to be there at the end, you know, including you guys, of course. Yeah. So that was good, um, and I do want to say it was the June eighth show. I went up to Knoxville, Tennessee, and you guys played with Anthrax, and it was just like a oh, one off yeah. show. That was actually the last show at that venue. Was that show? So really, yeah, they closed it down after and what, that.
0: What was the name of that place? I
1: uh, the International.
0: Okay.
1: And it had been here since the early nineties. You know, it was called the Orpheum, and it was called the Electric Ballroom, Valerium. I mean, it's been under different names for a long time. But, you know, they've had, like, Dan. You know, I think Danzig was there, Before and Death, and Typo, you know. They've had a yeah. lot of history of, of stuff there. So, it's kind of sad to see it go, but, you know.
0: Yeah, it was a good show. I had, a fun, I had fun that night. That
1: was cool. and it was cool. Yeah, it was definitely packed out. Everybody wanted to, you know, be there for that, so that was, that was exciting. But, yeah, you guys... Uh, had a hell of a stage presence there I've seen you guys a lot but that was one of the best shows I think I've seen you guys do um oh thanks it's incredible how yeah. a band like you know you guys just get better and better it's it's ridiculous
0: well we just we have, we're having a lot of fun and yeah. um, the songs just seem to mature as time keeps going they just keep see, you know it's like a our songs are like a fine wine yeah
1: right they maturing and you
0: just keep but I don't know, it's
1: kind of weird. Yeah. That's good shit, either way. I was excited to see you guys, it was awesome, you guys definitely delivered. But in, you know, we're here for Dragon Lord, that I'm really excited about talking about with you, because, um, like I said, first album, 12 years, always loved the, the Dragon Lord stuff that you, got, that you did, so it's nice to see it coming back and finally getting out. It took, what, like four years, in between
0: testing? Um, you know, it, it took, it was like a normal record, yeah. it's just when i had time to actually work on it yeah um there was always something going on and the, in the beginning it kind of everything got thrown off because um uh, the original drummer kind of disappeared in action and we were kind of waiting around and yeah. didn't know what was going on and by the time we kind of got everything rolling it really wasn't rolling and then i had to work on the dark River's yeah. record and then i worked and then um I was introduced to Alex Bent, um, a new drummer. Yeah. And that was like kind of a, a weird decision, like, cause I didn't want to do it without John, but yeah, at that point it was just like, you know, I just missed a couple of timeframes when I could actually record. So I was like, Man, I gotta make a decision. So when I met Alex and jambled him, I knew like, okay, this is kind of meant to be, you know, this is right. gonna happen. So, yeah, I mean, with all those hiccups like that, that's basically um, how the record went down. But so, with all the problems and all the pushbacks, every time there was something else, like, okay, you know, now there's this problem and you got to wait longer, or, you know, one of them was Machine had recorded their whole record and um, I think they needed to go back in the studio and, like, do the record again somewhere else or something I don't know I what exactly it was yeah and then I had a tour pop up so I did <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was just, just like oh my god this is nuts <laughs> and then uh, but with all that being in mind then Leah came into the picture so if I, everything would have happened it would have sounded the way it sounded I don't think
1: yeah it was and all know, kind of meant to be getting
0: Leah come, to come in and redo all the choirs that Lyle had done on the keyboards right um, so now, everything on the record is like a real human voice with, you know, what to do yeah. with the choirs.
1: And she's brilliant and just, too, you know.
0: Yeah, it just gave it that extra nudge of, you know, sounding more real, not so, I mean, the keys sounded really good, but after we recorded the choirs, and then you compared them to the keyboards, it was like, now the keyboards sound like a demo. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we were like, oh man, we got now we have to do the whole record. So but yeah um, the end result was uh, you know what, what you heard and I'm just super happy that you know it did take four years but it's one of those records that it just kept maturing yeah you know and it needed the space and I don't know it's just it's a, the weirdest record I've ever made and it was a lot of fun but um, yeah I'm happy with it it's good good the best one so far for
1: sure i think so too i mean it's it sounds i mean it really delivers everything um lives up to it i think leah did a fantastic job with the vocals and all that stuff is you know, oh yeah so definitely good and and, and uh the, you know the drums everything is just i think exactly where it needs to be it's a very uh, and then
0: having also having like a slow song in there yeah uh you know having a I don't, you know, they call them ballads, but it's not a ballad. <laughs> right. But it's, you know, it's a, it's everything I do is clean singing on the whole thing. But yeah. um, it's cool in a way to where, you know, like when Opeth started doing stuff like that, yeah, and how they turned it into where that's how he sings now. That that song is kind of a, I mean, it's not influenced by that, but it, you right. know, just yeah. trying try to explain it to people, it's going from the black metal sure. to keeping the, the lyrical content dark, but the singing is more melodic. Yeah. And, and then having Leah at the end of it, you know, summing up the story. Yeah. It's kind of cool.
1: Oh, yeah, I love the progression of it. A lot of people, of course, you know, when Opeth did what they did and all that, they were like, oh, when are they going to do another death metal record? It's like, well, they're not. I mean, he does bloodbath once in a blue moon and you can hear that but you know as they progress they're just doing their thing you know and being yeah. musicians you know i miss some of it they like the
0: Blackwater park stuff oh it's it's amazing i like how i forgot what song it is but <clears throat> it starts off super death and it just goes into this whole clean thing and that was kind of inspiring to hear that was pretty cool yeah they're
1: very they're they're a beautiful uh band for sure
0: yeah um but anyway so yeah all the influences are there and um you know from the earlier black metal stuff I mean I'm talking like Merciful Fate oh yeah Angel Witch um Venom I mean all those influences are on on this record yeah for me I think Black Sabbath and Black Sabbath and even you know some of the progressive um orchestrated stuff like from like you know misanthropic from france or anorexia nervosa you know to you know the older debut yeah. vibe that i was into
1: sure um i definitely hear that so yeah all that stuff's the total package um yeah. want to do a quick uh track by track um if uh-huh. you would uh we got the for dominion we got the first track entrance entrances um, it
0: open, it starts with the gates creaking open and it it's uh it just the sounds of it, it sounds like you're in a desolated wasteland. Yeah. You know, the Dominion <laughs> Dominion of Dragon Lord. Anyway, um <laughs> yeah. it's off with like a commanding backwards riff. Right. And it, it progresses into uh you know, some war kind of drum pounding orc kind oh, of sounds.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's very. Um, I guess you would say ominous, or you, you know, something's about. Yeah,
0: to, yeah, it's yeah, definitely ominous. You're,
1: You're in the shit. Yeah. Something's about to go down.
0: Yeah, and then it <laughs> blasts right into the title track, D- Dominion. Yep. Of herbet song, and Dominion is just like, you know, melodic black metal. Just yeah. The, the vocals and everything And you know That breaks down to like a More Heavier Kind of Um Definitely slower pace But you know It still has the That's when the Clean vocals kind of Kick in a little bit
1: Yeah
0: Um Space between Two solos And uh the Next up is Ominous Premonition
1: mm-hmm.
0: And It's the beginning of that It reminds me of you're now at the gates of hell.
1: <laughs> hell yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know. It's got that it's very wicked sounding, just the, the choirs and the, the the riff. Um you can hear definitely like the merciful slate influences there for sure.
1: Oh yeah. And then it kicks in and all I, I, when I was doing the chord progression
0: it just reminded me of Murders in the Room or i by it a little bit. Yeah. Um just the way the chords are moving. Maybe not the singing, of course, but right. it's just reminding me of that when I kind of got me excited because I was like, okay. So when I did the bass, I made sure there was all these little bass licks. Um, I kind of modeled it after that. <laughs> I mean, when that's people awesome. hear it, they're not—they're not, they're not going to hear it. All
1: right, the idea is there <laughs> for sure. What
0: I heard, yeah. And then when it breaks down, that's where I don't want to say Venom, more like possessed. Some my vocals, I just try to get more aggro. Oh yeah, and not punch in. I just—I think I did it on one go awesome i was reading the lyrics with you know looking to the right <laughs> yeah because <laughs> i just wrote it and i was it, like, and then because i was just wanted to show Juan how what i was going to do right and then when we came back the next day we didn't even listen to it and i started doing it again and he's like i don't know yesterday was pretty good i'm like let see what i did and i can mimic that and we put it up it was like fuck we got it <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what I was tripping on. It's, it doesn't even sound like me kind of. I mean it does, yeah. but it, it was it had that kind of lazy possess, you know. Yeah. The kind
1: of That's awesome.
0: Um the next one is really influenced by this band called Misanthropic from France. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a song that Lyle came up with, uh start you know, started the riff. Um I joined it and made it a little bit more it's more of a hard rock kind of upbeat song. Yeah. Still dark, though. And the character that we talk about is called Lemia. That's mm-hmm. a Greek pathology, man-eating goddess kind of thing. That's Character. Little. Yeah. And it just kind of talks about, you know, talks about her and things she does and, and her telepathies and young men's minds. like yeah. the to siren, I guess.
1: Yeah, basically.
0: Well, yeah. That one's pretty cool. Um, and Lee ends up some cool. Hunky pants, on that one for sure. Um, she's kind of got her mark on that one all over the place. Yeah. Um, the next one I think is "Love of the Damned."
1: Yep, number five.
0: That's the it's a, the slower one, and that one reminds me of like a Sabbath song. I don't know why. When it first comes in, it just I don't know, like something off Sabotage or something. Yeah,
1: a little rocking. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's weird. It's um, that one is. Kind of a story about Dante's Inferno, about Beatrice. Love it. How she gets taken to the underworld.
1: Yeah.
0: Captured by the Prince of Darkness, but in this story, she stays in hell and falls in love with the devil. That's good. Um... <laughs> yeah, the next one is uh, the video that we just put out. It's called Northlanders. Yeah, love the video. Yeah, so this one's just, you know, it's about the pagans and... the vikings viking raids and stuff like that's kind of an abstract story it's not pinpointed on one thing it's just like scenes i guess yeah yeah and you know the very cinematic i mean obviously the video i couldn't do what the lyrics (laughs) yeah right you know that'd be like game of thrones or something (laughs) crazy
1: high production
0: yeah well you know just kept it kept it real and just had all the instruments and the singing just tell the story I guess. You know? Yeah,
1: you know. Shred away Keep and it simple. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um the next one is The Discord of Melkor.
1: yep number 7.
0: Um that one is about the genesis of the first age of Lord of the Rings. Um awesome. It has to do with Eä and the anyar the Agyr. Yeah. Um and the Valinor, the Valinor, the Elves, the like the angels um, that created the, the Symphony in the Void. Aia uh, was like the God in the Void. It's awesome. And Melkor was one of the head angels, kind of like the Genesis of the Bible. Yeah. Um, you know, Lucifer was the head angel, mm-hmm. and when he went to Earth, he became Satan. And yeah. This story, Melkor goes down to Middle Earth and becomes Morgoth. Huh. and anybody that is a Lord of the Rings fan will, will know what I'm talking about, but it's
1: right.
0: kind of based on that, and the song was perfect for it because the middle part reminded me of the whole, you know, reading the, the book, the salon, um, the way they described the, the orchestra being made by the Anur to create life in the void there's a middle part in the song where there's like an orchestrated part yeah, yeah. kind of reminded me of that a little bit it's amazing and then um, the last track is Serpents of Fire that's probably one of my favorite ones I don't know why I think I put it last because it's like seven minutes long yeah it's, it's long <laughs> it's super long It's it's got like three songs in one yeah um, I don't know just the vocal vocal pattern is cool to me I like it That's pretty wicked oh yeah it's
1: it's, an it's basically
0: about just dragons and, um but I, there's more to the story than that but it's kind of abstract of just wickedness of uh, in the world
1: yeah it's
0: great yeah. but yeah I
1: was really excited when I when I got the record and it's didn't this point sounds amazing And can't wait for everyone else listening to hear it. it comes out September 21st and Spine Farm Records first uh album from Dragon Lord in 12 years so it's definitely worth the wait uh Dominion It's It's a ripping ass record I really Enjoyed every bit of it And it's It's epic Yeah you know. that's a long
0: time 2006 That was our last Show we did Was in Japan Oh wow And It just It kind of fell apart At the band I was just I wasn't right. I wanted it to be more of a Like a side Project Kind of fun thing And it just It started getting Kind of dramatic With the The members
1: and Yeah that happens You know the
0: Yeah and, and it just You know We didn't have time To like the world we had like short little things and yeah It is now it's funner it's more of back to the project kind of thing and yeah, sure. definitely like to do some shows but not you know
1: not wear it out it, i guess
0: you know. yeah not wear it out just keep it underground kind of still and not you know
1: that's good i though. mean I never,
0: I know, we'll, we'll see what happens it's a, it's a good record so
1: yeah and i you know uh something like that you can definitely see uh how Good of a show it would be as far as the direction, like you know, uh, stage production. Not really like anything crazy, but you can definitely have fun with it, and if you had the time, oh yeah, yeah. and you know, put on a, a couple of killer shows, like maybe a couple of festival appearances or something crazy. Just you know, would yeah. definitely be worth it, and uh, you know, hearing that that album live would just be great. Yeah, I mean
0: that's you know, when I think about it, I get kind of anxiety attacks. It's like. Yeah. Going through the motions of getting there again, opening the wounds, and, yeah, you know. But when I listen to it and I get excited about it, it that's when I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but it's when I'm not, and then people ask me about you're going to do gigs. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. I don't know if I can do that.
1: <laughs> makes you want to puke. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I just have to put the record on and have a couple beers, and then I'll be like, yeah, let's
1: do it. Maybe a little more than a couple. You know, it depends on the. <laughs> yeah, six pack. Yeah, <laughs> or a twelve. I'm not judging. You, it's fine. <laughs> Whatever gets the anxiety away, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, either way, this record's amazing. It's well worth the wait. It's got so much longevity, and and I don't think I'm gonna get tired of it, or anybody else would. So even if you weren't playing shows, it's something you can keep popping in, and, and
0: it's you know, got a lot of nook and crannies. Because I, even me, I mean, I wrote it. Yeah. I haven't listened to it for a while, and I finally listened to it again, and I was, I heard it in a whole different light. And I was like, whoa. I don't remember doing that part or wait what's yeah. that part <laughs> you know when well, i know that you know after mixing it for so all those hours and putting in and arguing with Juan about you know <laughs> making sure everything was heard and that's the one thing about this record is there's so many different things going on but everything's there there's nothing yeah. that you know there's nothing that got slipped under the rug or it's good or got taken in place because you know this part fits there and you can't hear everything and yeah. that was the case at some at one point and that's one of the reasons why it took so long as we i go we need to figure out how the way i hear it in my head i hear it everything yeah and if i hear it in my head there's got to be a way to hear it on the speakers right and uh yeah we
1: did it <laughs> yeah, well congratulations it's a Hell of a record, and it was like I said. While well we're at the wait, and I'm excited for you that it's coming out, and everyone else hearing it, and sweet, you know, it's fucking awesome. Um, the other segment we do, I didn't, I didn't go over this with Alex, but I did with Chuck, and he told me that you were the the horror fan of, of the group.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, true. Uh, we're big on horror here at Phantasm, hence okay. the, the name and everything. So uh, what? what really got you into horror movies not really like your first one that you saw but the one where you were like this is
0: the one that scared the shit out of me and made me (laughs) not want to sleep in my room or turn my light on at night yeah look under my bed and all that good stuff Uh was it was with karen black and it was called the trilogy of terror yeah and there's this doll she brings (laughs) it's a little
1: like like voodoo doll that
0: fucker scared the shit out of me (laughs)
1: The they're, fuck. they're actually putting that out on a blu-ray finally
0: oh my god i yeah. mean it's probably corny now but that thing <laughs> i mean even my cousins my older when i'd go see it, my grandparents they're older and they said like go <laughs> and they'd get a knife and i oh my god
1: a little a little spear well, that wasn't enough
0: i had to go see the exorcist and i didn't even know what the devil was at that point or yeah. you know i don't even know what satan meant like you know what i mean
1: yeah i I still, that was the first I was one like I in saw. sixth
0: grade or something, and I was too young to see that. Yeah. And that just freaked me out, you know. And it, it probably molded me into white. <laughs> you know, listening to Iron Maiden and Black Sabbath and all that stuff. I don't know. Right. It made me get into heavy metal when I was older.
1: Oh, yeah. It kind of goes hand in uh,
0: No, I mean, after that, yeah, The Exorcist is a movie that's still kind of. You yeah, know, now I watch it, and I, I'm just like, it's, it's amazing. I would. Right. It's still scary it's still scary. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's very real In a psychological thing. way. Yeah. It's, it's got a psychological effect on people, I think.
1: And a lot um, of shit happened during the filming of it that's notorious with it and it's just kind of yeah. got that vibe to it where it's like it seems real because I mean, I don't know, some of it they captured it seems real parts of it that were kind of real. You know, the
0: I mean so many movies they've tried to do movies like that ever since and failed you know or just never captured that spirit or that essence of yeah of that you know
1: plus there wasn't really anything like that done before and whenever they they did it i mean they just did it right the first
0: time there's so, some other there's some other movies that they've made lately that have kind of freaked me out a little bit um there's one called the conjuring with this nun
1: oh i love those movies those and with so the painting there. and then yeah. it's got the
0: shadow of the body and it moves you don't know at first what it's gonna do yeah it goes from stuff. goes the wall to wall and it finally starts walking <laughs> into the painting and you know it's gonna the body's gonna stop on the painting yeah and then it gets done yeah <laughs> they actually gonna, oh they God, actually fuck with am you am i gonna look or am i gonna turn?
1: my <laughs> it got me too in theaters i think that was the it was the conjuring too i think that was the part that everybody thought you know because they're they just keep like zooming in on the painting they're like, all right when's it gonna happen and then it doesn't for like a se- the second you think it's going to and then it yeah. gets you you know it was it was, it was cool and the the whole Amityville thing in the beginning of that was really awesome and you know
0: yeah that was creepy those, those movies one are though, good. my favorite cult movie though for like horror is is uh, Subspecies yeah Radu, yeah I just one. love yeah. all that stuff I mean it's so B G- yeah film but it's just he's just awesome man his fingers and he's probably just sucks the bloodstone. And yeah. He's just a creep. It's just it's <laughs> awesome. He's like the Freddy Krueger of vampires. Yeah. That's that's my favorite. That reminds me of horror movie. Really? When I think of that, or The Evil Dead, oh, the, yeah. when they redid The Evil Dead. Of course, yeah. I mean, I like the original one, but those, the re, usually the remakes are kind of like, eh.
1: The Evil Dead was good, the remake, I thought. I mean, it was different, yeah. but it was... They made the it its own movie. When the
0: girl's chopping her arm off, her, and then that, that yeah. girl underneath, the way she's like, no, 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 no.
1: Well, they kept shooting that dude with a staple gun, that was crazy. I mean, the, you know, yeah, the gore factor was really good. You got a little bit of a Slayer moment because it was raining blood, and you know it was really cool. Yeah, um,
0: yeah, that was crazy.
1: There was, was some some thrash attack there, and it was it was nice.
0: Yeah, too bad they didn't put something like just no. go go go. Or something. <laughs> yeah,
1: just really quick, you know. I'm sure, they wouldn't have cared. Is it in there? No, I'm saying they oh, should have. Okay. They could have got yeah. away with like a you know just the there's the drum the drum beat. People would have known what it was. Yeah. Um. For sure. Yeah, I was very happy with that. And they, you know, they didn't put somebody else's as young Ash, and they didn't do anything weird. I mean, it was just they go to the cabin, and you know, it's different people, but it's the same general thing. Which yeah, they kind of do that with sequels in the first place. It's like here's another group of idiots that are going and. Delving into spiritual things they're not supposed to, and there is instructions yeah. saying not to, and they do it anyway. And you know, that, yeah. they can sequel that. So technically, this—I didn't really see it as like a remake. It was just kind of another Evil Dead, almost. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I
0: mean,
1: I, did, I think they
0: did they market it as.
1: I think did they did know? market it as a remake, but it was, yeah. to me, it didn't really seem like it was the first time because, of course, you can't just not put ash in I think
0: that's the what the where the director was good at is he didn't try to like copy everything he just yeah so okay, here's the script I'm just gonna do it my way though
1: I mean they still had the tree limb scene and it was actually pretty pretty damn graphic not as graphic as the original but the you know they still put that in there and that was cool it was more real yeah definitely yeah. they did the same thing with Last House on the Left uh, when they remade that that was actually alright but they yeah the, the whole rape scene part that was hard to watch in the original they made it like ten times longer in the remake and I was like why is this the part that you focus on the most like it's <laughs> it's a lot it's way too long for what it was Yeah, and it was kind of uh, a little more morbid than the original when you know I guess it makes you want to makes her want to you know mess the killers up a little more and you know it's you know, torturers I guess if you will so there was, yeah. that, you know, that was a good one too. Uh, the new it was was pretty good, you know.
0: Yeah, that one was good.
1: I like that one. That was, was there was a little campiness to it that was kind of ridiculous at times, but for the most part, I think they they did it the best they could do it. Like with, you know, I don't think they could have done it any better.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a couple scenes I guess that were maybe too long, but just the way they set it up and just you know having him in the gutter.
1: Yeah, it's great. It, Georgie. It's beautifully shot, too. Like, it's an amazing-looking film. Like, they did a really good job with just actual direction. It was yeah, really the lighting good. on the eyes. and just, yeah. yeah, it was good. It was good stuff. And there's a lot of creep-outs in it that I didn't expect to be there. And, you know, it was, well, you know, overall it was good. Very claustrophobic at times, too, which is, you know, as I get older, I like more the direction of horror stuff, and I can appreciate, like, different things other than just, you know, the usual gore stuff, which, of course, I love that too, but, um, when they actually emphasize terror in another way, like, like, just by angles and stuff, like The Shining, you know, they captured Mm -hmm. that in a whole different way, like,
0: uh... Yeah, it makes you feel creepy, like... Yeah. Nothing's happening, but there's something wrong.
1: Yeah, and when I I saw The Shining in theaters a couple years back with my co-host, and, uh... It was the first time I had seen it. You know, I'm a younger guy, and it just—it's a whole different film in theaters. You know, the score is a lot louder, so it gets to you.
0: you so the, the the Shining was redone.
1: No, they just—they put it back out for like an anniversary. Oh, okay. Because
0: I'm like, yeah. I never heard of that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Other than the TV version, which was, I'm not a mm. fan of it. I know people are, but, um, yeah. Seeing that in theaters was like, it changed the whole film for me, like, I didn't, wow. yeah, I saw it in I a way, saw it in a way I've never seen it before, you know, with how loud the music is, and ominous it is, and, like, the angles are, you know, it's, it's on the screen, it's meant to be seen on, so it just seems that much more chaotic, and, like, you almost, like, you feel how Jack Nicholson's character, you know, is feeling, you know, Jack Torrance, and, it makes you feel like you're crazy for watching them turn, you know, go nuts. It's it's pretty um, remarkable how they were able to capture that. But yeah, um, yeah, that that movie scares the shit out of me too. A good bit of it. <laughs> you know, the lady, you know, in the in the tub. You know, I didn't take a bath for a few weeks after. Maybe not weeks, <laughs> but I didn't want to walk into a bathroom anywhere for a little yeah, while that's because funny. Of that. Um, you push the curtains back every yeah. time you're in a hotel. <laughs> yeah, just, I don't know. It scared the shit out of me because I started watching horror movies when I was a little bit too young, you know. Um, yeah, me too. Exorcist was the first. I didn't sleep in my bed for a good week. Pissed, yeah. pissed my pants like Reagan did, just walked out and, you know, it was, <laughs> it was pretty good. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm not I'm turning back. up there. Yeah, it's like I'm a fan now. Um. So what are there some of your favorites that you... Carpenter fan and all that good stuff?
0: Um, yeah, I, I mean, the earlier stuff for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't really know who did, you know, like the European stuff. Um, like, you know, Radu. I just, mm-hmm. um, I know him more by names of the, mo- of the movies, but, um, I really, I mean, I don't. Would you consider? I guess he's more thriller. Um, Roman Polanski. That, that that's not gore. That's not horror movie stuff. But he he's got some stuff that's kind of kind of dimension. Like that's a more
1: suspense thriller.
0: Yeah, I guess that's more of a thriller kind of stuff. His one of his first movies was the vampire sucking freaks or something. Yeah. That was kind of. That's not really. I guess that's not in, up your high Sally, but. Well, you yeah. know. You know, it's a crossover, I guess.
1: That's Rosemary's Baby, I mean, right? Yeah. I mean, that's a classic, you know. Yeah, that's Fleischer. And too. again, it's more that movie's more of like, you know, like a thriller for the most part, but I mean, it's it's definitely a, a metal film. I mean, the woman gets fucked by the devil and has a child, you know, it's awesome. It's a classic yeah. story. Um but that, yeah, that movie's great. I, I would put that into Top tier horror, you know, underneath the uh, the old school stuff like the Universal stuff and Vincent Price, and Hammer stuff, you know, all that. And of course, yeah. Boris Karloff, all the original black and white stuff. You gotta give credit to also, but Rosemary's Baby was, you know, I think it's still up there with, you know, with The Exorcist and like, yeah,
0: like The Exorcist, for
1: sure. Yeah, and you know all that early yeah. stuff. Yeah, it gets in there but man uh, I want to thank you for coming on and it's been an honor talking to you and I'm excited for new Dragon Lord for you and can't wait for everyone else to, to hear it on September 21st
0: yeah me either it's going to be awesome and uh, thanks for your time and good luck with the site oh, of course podcasts, all that good stuff whatever you're doing
1: yeah man <laughs>